If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. I'm Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I'm here with Jill Annabelle, and we are right smack in the middle of Catholic Schools Week. And so as we are going to talk about advocacy and community day today during Catholic Schools Week, Jill, can you tell me anything that you remember, and it doesn't matter from your student years, from your teacher years, or things that you do now in your diocese or with your school to gather community and celebrate your school? Hmm. There's plenty of events. I feel like we do that every time we gather people and we have an intentional guest list. Like, I don't know <laughs> about your experiences and it's hard to, it's, it was hard to wear this hat as a teacher, but, mm-hmm. um, in my early years, I would actually go to Washington DC and do advocacy work as a teacher awesome. for That's professional great. development dollars. But in that time I learned that our representatives actually want to come to our classrooms. If we invite them, they actually want to yes. do that. And it doesn't yes. have to be a political stunt. They actually want to come. But what's hard yes. is that in a school community, the teachers don't think of that. It's the people who are event planning or, you know, it's the principal or, or whoever, someone on the administration team is the one doing those guest lists for things. And the teacher doesn't think about like, oh, hey, I'm having this fun presentation in class. And maybe my local representatives want to come hear from my students, but that's exactly what they want to do. So yeah, I'm thinking a lot about the guest list of our just regular school events and how even like our local police officers, they want to come for the fun visit. They don't want to come when there's a problem. (laughs) Like they want to come, you know, eat from the buffet when there's like a parent night and they want to, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of cars in the parking lot and they're patrolling around. They want to come in and eat and like, talk to the people in the community because they're all sitting in our gym or they're all, they're all in there together. So that's, um, anyway, that's, that's what comes to mind is like, who are we inviting to the stuff we're doing because it matters and teacher, like, I did not think of it at all as a teacher. I tried then in those early years, just to email the representatives or the education office at the state level, even to say like, Hey, there's some great chances for you to come see what's going on in our school, but they like to hear from teachers. So that was, that was great. Yeah, I I love that. Oh, so many things that you just said really resonate with with what we're going to talk about today, but also thinking about who is supposed to be doing that outreach. And you know, right. we we do often when we think about education, you know, it is about what happens in the classroom, but 
there's policy being made by people who are not educators. So what's the best way to inform a policymaker? You are exactly right. Invite them into your classroom, right? Connection with educators where the work is being done. So, so today in Arizona, okay. So I'm in a, I'm in a unique situation here. I think, although tax credits are taking off all over the country. And so this push for advocacy and school choice is becoming just huge, huge Mm -hmm. across the country. And when I came here, gosh, almost 10 years ago now in 2013, I came here from Indiana where we did also have uh, a pretty decent level of school choice, but compared to the tax credit program here in Arizona, where it's, I think 26 years, um, we've had tax credits here in Arizona. It is so important for schools to continue to advocate for that. So here, and I actually, I looked it up and Catholic schools week is always the same week every year. So Catholic schools celebrate Catholic schools week at the same time across the country. However, the week before that Uh is national school choice week. And so that's that, that brings in more than just Catholic schools. And so it's really advocacy for all school choice. And so during national Um, school choice week, there are rallies that go on and all kinds of events that happen. And I looked it up. It's the same here as it is in Michigan. I don't know if different states celebrate um, school choice week. It's like that. It's Um, all the same. Yep. Last year at this time, we were doing some work on that. And and so depending on where you live, you might feel Uh sort of two weeks of celebration and it might not hit the the classroom level, but you will hear it in the news. You'll hear what's happening. If you have a strong non-public school network going on in your city. Yes, absolutely. Well, here in Arizona, I'll tell you, during Catholic Schools Week, Wednesday is the day for community and advocacy. And what we do in Arizona, and I say it's not just the Diocese of Phoenix, because we gather here in the Capitol in Phoenix, we invite the Diocese of Tucson. And also, interestingly, sometimes people from the the Diocese of Gallup, New Mexico come too, because we <laughs> we have a couple of schools that are on the border of Arizona that are actually um, under the okay. umbrella of the Diocese wow. of Gallup. Yeah. So we have people come from all over the state. We celebrate mass together at the cathedral. The bishops from all three dioceses come and they take turns being the celebrant and the homilist. And then everybody, so we have students from Catholic schools in Tucson that, that get bussed up for the day and they all come to mass. And then we have students from all over Phoenix, of course, who also not only come to the mass, but then everybody goes downtown and we have a huge rally in front of the state house and our students, um, you know, perform, it's like a, a big pep rally, but then we also have the bishops get up and talk. Sometimes the superintendents will speak and then the lawmakers who uh, who are supporters of school choice, but then we also stand out there with signs and and advocate for for our schools and the importance of Catholic education, the importance of school choice. So it's just it's a huge community rally where people can come together, celebrate each other, have a good time, but have a a pol- there's a political purpose to this as well. So for teachers, to your point, Jill. You don't really think about this as much as a teacher, unless you are intentionally, you know, trained, you know, trained or, or formed that way um, by your principal or by someone in the communications office or, you know, someone above you, it's, it's probably not something that you think about a whole lot, but this is a way that we can get our teachers involved in the advocacy process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking about too, not even on the topic of choice, which is 
it depends on where you are in the country. It might not even be on your radar. Like it just, yeah. it just depends on where you are, but yep. things that do matter. And this is up to your school's philosophy, but so much of the professional development that you attend as a teacher or so much of the funding for the technology that's now in your hands. So I'm thinking about Title IIA dollars and AIMS funding through the pandemic. And I'm thinking about Title I funding. Like when you say you have an aid in your classroom or that students get pulled out to do something, that is likely happening with federal money. Like all of federal these money. things, all mm -hmm. of these things are possible or STEM or English language learners, all the Title One, Two, Three, Four. All of this is coming from our partnership as a non-public school with federal government and state government for funding. So your school may have a philosophy to be accepting that money or it may have a philosophy not to, but you likely mm -hmm. are being impacted and touched by federal dollars in addition to all the other funding avenues for your school. Uh, you know, I'm also thinking about like free and reduced lunch programs, our ability to participate That's our right. kids in order to be fed, like all these things. So regardless right. of your personal opinion about where that money should land, there mm -hmm. is a lot available to us because groups like Catholic schools advocate for our fair share. And so, yeah, if you're curious on any of these topics, these are great teachers lounge conversations and to ask your yes. administration more questions on, because it does matter if this money came at, was not available to us, we, our school budgets would be um, much different than they are right now. So although, so I will say, I don't have the number in front of me, although Catholic schools save public schools billions of dollars every year because we are educating students without that per student allocation, unless we are a choice mm -hmm. state or, you know, there's different layers of that. We also have a lot of things afforded to us as a fair share. And I would say as, as a classroom teacher, if you would be interested in inviting local lawmakers, policymakers, your state school board members into your classroom, voice that, let your administration know. And that is something else that we do here in Phoenix, where they, we do invite those groups of people into the classrooms yeah. to visit. And it is very eye-opening. Well, okay. Well, Jill, I, I know we're at time. Last I comment. Our oh, last comment is sometimes our representatives don't even understand that the non-public schools are still getting those services. Yes. So they might, mm -hmm. they might really believe in private schools, but they, so they vote down on things that we are actually getting fair money for. Like they don't realize that if they say no to public school money, it also could hurt the private schools. And it's much more complex than your average lawmaker may know if they're in their first years um, of being in their, in their positions. So. Oh, great point. Well, we have to teach that, that's the bell. We need to go back to class, Jill. Yes. So we are really encouraging all of you to think about this great big topic, but, but we do have to go back to class. So there are always more ideas and time to celebrate them, but we certainly are going to do our best to try. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year, except for this week, Catholic schools week, where you're getting us every day, but keep sending your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. Go to the Catholic teachers lounge.com to share the Catholic teachers lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. And we will see you again tomorrow. <laughs>